0: TED Talks is a podcast for theater teachers and theater education students. I am Dr. Jimmy Chrisman, theater education professor at Illinois State University. Each week I want to bring you stories and interviews from experienced K-12 theater teachers, current theater education majors, and professors of theater education that will warm your heart, renew your faith in teaching, and provide resources to better your practice in your theater classroom. I am super excited to welcome to the Talks today, uh, colleague and friend Mark Begovich from West Chicago Community High School in Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Uh, and uh, if you want to introduce yourself and maybe give the, the Spark Notes version of your journey to where we are now in your career. Oh,
1: SparkNotes. <laughs> um, so, hi, my name is Mark Begovich. Uh, currently, I'm teaching at West Chicago Community High School out in West Chicago. Um, Let's see, this is going to be year 25 I'm going into as a teacher. um, I'm about to start my 11th year at West Chicago Community High School. Um, I've done theater and speech and English um, for the past 25 years um, at a few different schools, and I'm Excited to be here today. So, well,
0: there you go. tell us a little bit about your your program at um, at West Chicago Community High School.
1: So, uh, this is an area that I'm very proud of. Um, obviously, this is not the typical year, but in our typical year, we will do um, anywhere from eight to eleven productions out in our community. Um, Pretty much we'll do uh, some are small, some are big, some are for the community, some are large main stage programs. And so we have a very active theater program and we have um, always a very diverse slate of shows all revolving around some sort of central theme. And that's something that's Usually pretty, pretty cool. Um, Normally we would be already done or putting up our first show right now, but due to the joys of COVID, um, we're obviously not going to have as huge a season this year, but we're still going to be providing a variety of opportunities for our students.
0: Okay. So between eight and 11 shows, I thought I was crazy when I did between six and eight. Um, are you, are you doing this alone? Uh, like, are there other <laughs> faculty helping you? I, <laughs> um,
1: I am the sole theater teacher there. Um, I might not direct all of them. Usually um, that includes also our, um, will in our advanced acting class, we will put on a production. Um, we will also have, Student productions, but I will be their sponsor for it. So, so pretty much the school year starts or even preschool year. Um, end of the day, I'm in rehearsal, and sometimes uh, you know we laugh um, because some overlap timeframes, and I'll go, "Which show are we doing now?" That's the hat <laughs> I need to work work on. Um, usually, that happens over the overlap happens. Over the winter season, um, when we're both um, prepping our IHSA shows for our Illinois High School Association, as well as doing a show for the community, um, a nice little thing that we'll take to either middle schools or perform in public venues, just a nice small thing that we'll take out that work out there, and our big spring musical, so. Plus in class, we'll be putting together um, whatever we always devise a piece based around something. So that'll be it. that's something that we do.
0: Uh, when do you sleep? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, people
1: laugh at that. Um, I actually, yeah, and I tell everybody, I go, I, I, I sleep. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but I, it's just the point. The point of it is is that there is an interest and if the kids have an interest then i will make myself available and that's how i've always been um, i am not paid for most of these things um obviously but it's uh, it's just one of those things that i firmly in my heart if a kid is interested in something i will find a way to make that work in some capacity we these days, I have a number of kids who are interested in film and filmmaking, and you know, I'll help them and guide them on that path as well. For me, I, I guess I see it as if the kids are willing, I'll make myself available and I'll tell them that. One of the great things about the program, too, that I really love is that we have an officer team and You know, the, these officers really have leadership. They're not officers in name only. And they, they make some of the decisions and often at, um, we'll say, Hey, do we want to do this this year or not? Whatever that event is. And, you know, it's okay to say no. And we do sometimes, and then we go forward with it. Um, sometimes that means traveling with the show this summer we were supposed to be performing at the edinburgh fringe festival um with um with a show um because we i asked the, we've done this before and i asked the kids if they were interested in doing it again they were more than eager so we spent (laughs) it we spent a year doing lots and lots and lots of fundraising to try to get over there and then obviously Know COVID and quarantine hit, so that didn't happen. We hope to take um, some of the kids next year um, if everything's back to normal. And fingers crossed on that because I think that's how we all feel right now. Yeah, everybody is missing things, and I know I am. Um, Later today, I'm going to go and deliver scripts to students um, so that we can get started and find some sort of normalcy in a virtual world
0: again. So, Uh, Well, I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, uh, your student leadership and how how you cultivate that leadership over their time with you. It's one of those things that is, um,
1: you know, in some ways, self-perpetuating. You know, the younger kids come in and they see what's going on um, and they see the level of, you know, respect and ownership that's given to the students. Um, years ago, you know, when I was a new teacher, I did, a, you know, the standard elections and everything. Um, and I was, I, I believe in giving the students ownership. And so that actually got to be a, um, a little bit of a, problem because, you know, the students didn't necessarily know exactly what they were getting themselves in for. <laughs> and then, so I just developed a, you know, here are some expectations, here are some things. And then we went to um, an application, which is pretty extensive, and an interview, which I, you know, discussed then with um, our our manager, tech director, because he's so involved with the program, obviously, um, and as well as our administrators. And then we select; these are going to be the student leaders. And around the school, you know, if you if you're one of the drama student leaders, everybody knows that that's a huge <laughs> time commitment because of expectations. But then they get to make, you know, massive decisions and things like that. Um, for example, if we were traveling this year, they were the ones who were deciding, literally, all the activities, all, um, all, all the chores, all the even, you know, shows we would get to see, time that we're going to spend, and you know, planning the calendar. That was their call. Um, so that's that's part of it, and students, you know, understand that there's work, but it's actually pretty beneficial. So I've had, you know, pretty good success with that over the years.
0: Well, I, I'd love, I'd love to know. And I'm sure there are some teachers listening as well um, who may even struggle running their program with, you know, a two show season. Um, So what are, what are some of your uh, tips and tricks and, and uh, secrets to running such a solid, strong program, um, <laughs> uh,
1: schedule and 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 expectations. Um, one of the things that some some students struggle with is like, okay, um, it's not like I have you know five hundred kids involved. You know, obviously, like everybody, I have a core group, and this is that core group that's also doing the choir, that's also doing the band, that has the honors, has the AP classes, has all of that. Um, So first and foremost, I, I guess I communicate the philosophy that your first priority is, and I say this often, your first priority is to your schoolwork, and I say that. And I go, your second priority is to your family. And some people ask, what isn't family supposed to be first? And I go, the best thing a high school student could do for their family is be a good student so that they never had to worry about that and also for their own future. And then I go, and then it's theater, as a as number three. Um, and so you just communicate and map out your schedule. Um, some people, when I was... You know, Young said, if you can't do a show in X amount of weeks, then don't do, don't do that show. And so, literally, um, I'll put together the rehearsal schedule, the plan, and then I'll take in to consideration conflicts and things like that. Um, but always giving breaks so that we don't necessarily, you know, burn anybody out. But it does get tiring at times. Yeah. When you're in tech for one and prepping another, that can be that can be hard. But that's also gearing students up for the professional world too and the college world. Um, I've worked with people on my on my staff when I bring in an outside customer who is um, either at a university or um, working professionally, and those people come in and they really Love working with my kids because these students are always respectful. Because I make a point of, you know, saying we need to be really respectful um, to these people, and two, that they know when it's time to work and when it's time to be a kid. It's not like my students aren't, you know, typical high school kids. Trust me, they are um, all the time. And do they go out and have fun? Yeah. But can't tell you right now um, how we are all and they are all just missing being involved with the work. I have. also set up some really big rules and the number one rule is safety first. That means also safety for respect of oneself and how we deal with oneself in in the rehearsal room, especially um, when we deal with heavier works. So we know when we're hitting that at kind a of breaking point and when we need to take a breather. And sometimes it means, hey, let's cut out early. Let's take a deep breath. Let's walk away. Let's find something to laugh at and then come back refreshed. And that's that balance
0: time. There's a couple of things I want to hit on that you that you've talked about. First, one is student travel and the other is the, the, the where we are right now with online learning and, and uh, hybrid learning and everything that's going on right now. I don't. I don't want to necessarily talk or dwell on the spring, but what are you currently doing with your students uh, or planning with your students right now um, to to help create that space for them and to help um, give them a new sense of some kind of normalcy for them. Right.
1: So, starting with the fall. Um, typically as well. Here's something that I just did one year and it always, it was such a great success. I've pretty much done it every year since typically our first fall shows. Um, I'll audition at the end of the school year um, so that everybody knows going in, they have summer to with a script to memorize and things like that. Obviously this is a weird year. So um So to start the year, I'm going to do a series of one acts, um, but not just a couple. Like, we're going to do um, eight eight one acts, and none of the one acts has more than three people on stage at any time. The plan is that I'm going to do remote um, directing staging and you know figuring things out we've been told that at this time that i can bring in small groups to the theater in a few weeks um for limited time and that's why i was choosing and i really was conscientious of choosing shows where nobody had to ever be right next to one another and i told the students if anybody feels uncomfortable coming in that way that is fine we will do this full 100% remote and then we're going to record these shows and then stream these shows. Um, I can tell you that I've learned a lot about streaming rights over the summer and especially over the last few weeks when we finally got final approval from administration on how to go about things um, and how nobody has the same you know streaming requirements every single publisher is different, um, I'm not going to lie, that's been a major, <laughs> major um, headache stumbling block, but it's just what we're all going to have to work through as part of the new normal, and I think that this is the new normal, at least, you know, through the entire fall. Hopefully, things will be better in the spring, but this is what we're going to have to work through in the fall. Um, so that's how I'm going to try to create something. Um, we're, we're artists and we have to respect and celebrate the art. So whatever we can do to make these students have that, I don't know about you, but one of the reasons I'm in theater ed was because of my love of a theater and the arts and, um, and how that was my safe space in high school was going into the theater when we could and hanging with my theater friends and so these students right now they're really not getting that so however we can at least put them in a google meet or a zoom room and they can just talk and be kids again um plus create something that'll be pretty cool We tried some in the fall. I mean, in the spring, I should say, um, a couple of different things. Some worked, some didn't. Um, doing it live, you know, a live stream did not go well with technical things and people trying to, you know, just chime in and things like that or bomb. And it's like, okay. So then when we did our next one, um, we recorded and streamed them and that was awesome. That was awesome, and it actually worked really well. So that's the plan. Um, for my classes, um, I teach, and um, this is where I'll be honest, I'm, I'm really, really struggling right now. Um, I'm trying to put it together. I teach a beginning class in, in the fall, and I teach an advanced class in the spring. I'd feel a lot more comfortable if it was my advanced class because we have a relationship, we have a work ethic. Um, but for the beginning class, which I like to teach as a study of appreciation, this is, uh, I, I'm going to have all these new students that I don't know. And we are going um, 99% remotely. Um, I'm in my classroom, I'll be teaching from my classroom and they'll all be at home. So I'm gonna be putting together a plan of activities and this is where I think we all as theater ed folk just need to share what we find to be working at times because I'll just share my one emotion about it that I'm really, Nervous. I feel like a first-year teacher Mm -hmm. again with this because I always get the night, week before jitters about meeting people and that excitement, but this is a blatant fear of how this is going to work because my class is usually so hands-on and everybody's up, everybody's active, everybody's moving, everybody's doing that. And I'm going to try to do some of that, but I know that a lot of my students are going to be in confined areas. Yeah. Um, a lot of students won't have, you know, or will be sharing workspace with other. So I have to be really, really sensitive about how crazy vocal loud at times we can, we can be, you know, the joke is, um, you know, they try to schedule things from, away from being below me during my drama class period because we're always up and active and moving. It feels like the ceiling's coming in sometimes, um, but it's going to be a little different in, in our world. So anybody who's listening to has ideas, send them my way, because and I'll share what I'm trying to come up with. So I'm trying to come up with some activities that work.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's important that you, I mean, that you brought that up because this fall is different than the way the spring was. I mean, I I like to talk about how the spring was pretty much triage, you know. Let let's just let let's stop the bleed and let's get through right now. Um, and now it's I've got to plan the full learning right now, and and that looks different than what we did in the spring. And so I, I I'm not going to get on my soapbox and and. <laughs> go off about you know people who are you know hating on teachers right now and and what we're what you all are doing what I'm doing all the way up into the university level it's this is hard this is, like like you said it's the first year of teaching all over again
1: I was trying to explain because I to somebody um, and I don't just teach theater I I'm primarily English mm-hmm. that's just the way it works it's an elective. I have my, I'm given a section, maybe two. That's where they're going to cap me usually, Um, you know, and and that's what our population at the school is. But this is so, so, so different. Talk about, you know, like things that are unexpected, you know, right now, Um, in terms of that fall or this fall, is totally different and the hours that we put in normally to our teaching are so um exponentially longer when we're doing this remote thing um what you could do in your classroom that could take you know five minutes maybe 10 is taking an hour two you know or more and that's what I I was trying to communicate that to people. And when people who are literally, I had somebody because I was wearing a um, I was wearing a Harry Potter teacher shirt yesterday, and I just heard somebody at Starbucks make a comment about teachers not wanting to work. And I go, that's far from the case. Every one of us wants to work, but we want to be we wanna be safe and everybody has their own family issues that they have to address. And I want to be with my kids. I want to be in my theater. I want to have my audience. I want to be able to go and see something, to share something, but I don't want you know, anybody to be unsafe. Literally, I have painted above the entrance to my backstage It says safety first before you walk in the doors to the backstage area. And I don't think people get it. I don't think people get the safety factor. I think my school is trying, and I appreciate that, but there are so many unknowns. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm planning this fall, that's my number one concern. And when I was talking to the students about it, I said, what's our number one rule? Safety first. So if if we can have them in in twos or threes, that is socially distant, because that's what I'm planning. Fine. But if not, you stay home and you be safe. And I hope that everybody gets that. But I, I need to stop watching the news sometimes, because <laughs> it's the, one of the lead stories, both in the morning and at night, because... I, it just angers me to say that we aren't trying. Mm -hmm. We're all trying. And at the college level, I can only imagine what that's like for you. Because that's, that's a whole nother, you know, thing where there, are they, you know, can they live on campus? Can they stay on campus? And that's a whole other aspect. Yeah, and and I
0: I think part of my frustration is with people who just don't know um, that, like you said, we want to be with our students, we want to be in our classes, we want to be in our theaters, we want to be creating art with our kids face-to-face, and teaching in our classes face-to-face, we want to be doing that, but because it's not safe, we're working 10 times harder to create experiences virtually that even attempt to match what we would do face to face and creating online classes is hard it is is hard i i I took a class to do a to teach a class online at isu and and my husband teaches primarily online and we talk about it all the time that it's harder to do that Um, yeah because you have to maximize every single second that you're on the screen with them and everything that they do has to have a purpose. And, and not that what we do in our classrooms is, is frivolous and without purpose, but there's room to play then. Whereas yeah. on a computer screen is really not.
1: If, if something, you know, we've all had the lessons that have, we're in the middle of it and we're going, this isn't going well. I gotta, yeah. <laughs> you know, switch gears, I gotta do it. And I don't care if it's a lesson that I've been doing for twenty of the twenty-five years I've been teaching, one year it may not be working. You know, something's not working. And when we're in that room, we can think on the fly or just you know, be that way. When somebody's on a screen and it's not working. It's so much more difficult to pull something out of your hat, and I know that every district has different expectations. Um, in the in the spring, we were primarily asynchronous, um, and this fall, we are both asynchronous and synchronous at the same time. We have to give some extended ace you know activities that are asynchronous that students can work at their own pace, but then we're synchronous during during a schedule during the day for each class for check-in for work for clarification for enrichment whatever to answer their questions during that time for that class. And so so you're you're juggling multiple things at a time and i'm sure that that's how many schools are or the fact that some schools are going back in some hybrid form and then what are you doing with the remote kids at that time it's multiple lessons in a sense every day as compared to oh i have the i have my lesson today i am ready i have my week planned right and it's okay i'm going but
0: well i i hope teachers are willing to share and and give and and help each other out during this time because we all need it um
1: and and i hope that teachers are willing to be honest and and vulnerable because i'm going to be vulnerable for that that Mm -hmm. moment right now i think that we have to be willing to say I'm I'm doing I'm doing my best yes. right now. Yes. I'm trying. And I know that the world is a mess and my students are my priority. I just I disappointed my kids, I felt in so many different ways all spring as we canceled one event after another or tried to create something, you know, and it kinda went or kind of didn't. And so I became slightly incommunicado for most of the summer them because I didn't want to say anything and promise them something that I couldn't deliver. Um, and that goes with what we have in Illinois, our all-state show too. Um, it, it, I'm also working with um, our Illinois High School Theater Festival. And typically one of the best things about it is what's called the all-state show. And the all-state brings together kids from all over the state, hence the term all state, to create a magical show that they share with everybody. And this year, I, we just didn't want to be another full disappointment to people because the festival isn't happening. So can we create something virtually? We're going to try, and we're going to do it just for those seniors because they're the ones who are missing out on that senior year experience And we're we're just going to do our best. And sometimes we just have to admit, we're doing our best right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Sorry, it's not perfect. And just, we're going to cut you some slack. You've got to cut us all some slack. And I don't see that happening in the world because we've suddenly made going to school safely political. Yep. I don't want to get into that right now, but we all know that that's the fact. Yeah. That suddenly it's become political about it, not really what's best for all the students. So we need to do what's best for the
0: kids. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about all since you brought that up. I know you've been a part of that for several all state productions over the years, um, and I I I love what that. Program does, and when I when I was still teaching in the classroom in South Carolina, we um, my district we had an all district production that we did okay. several years. So I love that this is for the whole state. It involves everyone, and they are it's a huge production. So tell us tell us about your experiences with that, and and why that's important to you.
1: Oh geez, um, so. When I was the new teacher, um, we took the students to the Illinois High School Theater Festival. And actually, I picked my school to do my undergrad based on when I was a high school student going to the festival. And I said, I loved the campus and I loved going there. Um, for those who are out in not in Illinois, I should say, um, the Illinois High School Theater Festival, is in its 46th year, I believe. Maybe 46, 46, 46. And it is um, this really cool thing and it flips between the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and Illinois State University. Um, and you're putting thousands of theater kids and artists together for a weekend where they're the ones who are usually clumping together at their post school and then suddenly to know that they are part of such a large world and a large theater community is just absolutely magical and so then um, i became a teacher and i took kids and had a had a great experience and then um, after a few years somebody made an announcement saying that they were looking for somebody to work on the staff still and so I just said, "Hey, I'm, I'd be happy to give it <laughs> give it a try." And I got involved, and that was, um, and that was with the Allstate production of West Side Story. Um, and then a few years later, I was back doing another Allstate. And then I was, you know, but I was involved with the festival committee for many, many years straight um, or with the Illinois Theater Association for a number of years, but I took time to sometimes step away and then step back and step away and step back. Um, and this year I was supposed to produce the All State again. And now we're in a holding pattern for that show. And now we're creating this virtual one. It's just, it's difficult for me to put into words But there's something about just these kids not feeling so alone for a weekend and not feeling like they're the odd ones in their school for liking theater. They know that there are so many other kids like them and people like them and artists who are like them and they learn so much. And that all state production where you're bringing kids together from all over the state and having to bond, they, what they do um, is they get together for just a few weekends over the fall. And then they put together the show that is such high caliber and so top notch that it's, it's amazing. And it's brilliant and it's special, and there's nothing usually at the end when it's all done, but you know, massive, massive sobs and tears as everybody goes back to their old, you know, normal, eater existence. But wow, it's this um, just electrifying, and you can always feel it in the air. And so, it's not going to be the same, but we're going to. And try something yeah. again doing the best that we can
0: i uh when i when i was in south carolina I, it, it is no secret to my colleagues in the carolinas that i i am i i do not love competition uh and that that's what we had down there we're, we're theater competitions and we would bring our one acts and compete and the best would go on to the regionals and um, and I, I was kind of in charge of running that for South Carolina for many years. Um, and what I love about Allstate and Theater Festival specifically is that it's it's a true festival. It, it's a celebration of educational theater from all over the state, with the workshops, with the master classes, with the production, with the 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 expo hall with everything going on it's just it's just a campus wide and filled celebration of kids doing theater and i just i love that so much and I, I love being a part of that in any way that i can while i'm here and right it's just a, it's just it's just magical to see that that many kids just ascending on the campus and <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> and I know that we drive everybody in the town and on the campus normally when they go, Oh, it's theater fest this weekend. Uh, and I'm like, and I know that they're going, there's thousands of crazy theater kids on your you know, campus and in your town, but Hey, enjoy it. It's only for a weekend every couple of years. So um, have at it. And you actually brought up a, an interesting point about the competition aspect. There's, um, in Illinois, we also have the IHSA competitions, too. And I think that there is that there is a strong place for that, and we love doing them. In fact, it is my students' favorite thing of the year is actually doing those IHSA shows. And every year, because, again, it's one of those things that I say, do we want to do this one? And they're like, they just stare at me like, yeah, we're going to where else, you know think that my students would throw you know large heavy objects at me if I said no we're not going to do (laughs) that this year but one of the reasons I think we we enjoy it so much at least art is because we have a philosophy at my school that it's not about the competition it's about sharing our art with some other people and that's the thing we we don't into that super huge competitiveness not to say that theater people aren't competitive we all have a little bit in us but we're so about can we create something that shares and we do share our art in a different way so i really like that um but i think that we appreciate that so much more because we have the festival yeah because we have both I talk to people that I've met in other States and all they have is the competition. And it's like, Oh, you're missing out. There. Yeah. Because so many people I talk to say, Oh, I hate doing it. I hate doing it. Cause I gotta get, I'm expected to, I'm required to, it's all of these things. And I said, yeah, you know, it, I would feel that way too if I didn't also have this festival to keep me charged
0: yeah. and keep
1: me um,
0: energized and engaged. That that was my philosophy with my students too, is that we, I, I don't care about the trophies. I don't care about the awards. If we get them cool, that's great. Um, but that's not why we're going. And I, I wouldn't make the decision to go. I would let the students decide if we were going to go that year or not. And we would choose a show and – our goal was to put the best thing out there that represents our school the best. And, and isn't that so
1: much more important than, it is. you know, and, and I have to do this to win.
0: And I didn't have the personal stress added to me. My administration didn't have that on me. And I can't say that for all my colleagues who that was what they hung their year on is bringing home that trophy. And Yeah, see, I have it on
1: me because I know my kids just want to keep going yeah. and having that experience. Yeah, But... You know, some of the best shows we've done haven't made state, but some of the most important shows we've done haven't, haven't made state, but we told powerful and important stories or we challenged ourselves in new and different ways. And that's so awesome.
0: Now, I am a firm believer in the power of student travel, and I would love to hear about what your travels with your students and, and why that's important to you.
1: So traveling with kids is, and the students is so, not going to lie, it is so incredibly stressful.
0: Yes. And I hate <laughs>
1: people who are out of, out of education who they think, oh, you're just going for a free trip. And I'm like, um, no, I'm not them in the least <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Um, I can't. You, know, you you mentioned early on, you know, like, when do you sleep? Well, I don't sleep much <laughs> when we're traveling because, hey, I'm stuck with, you know, a bunch of a bunch of students somewhere else. But I think that there's something really, really beneficial for the students. Um, I'd like to obviously every year we go to the festival but every every few years, um, we'll either offer a trip to New York, or on the rare occasion, you know, to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, um, because they're magical places that these students wouldn't experience. And I've done New York so often that I can I don't have to work with a travel agency for New York. I program it. Yeah. And again, this is where that leadership team, you know, they made, you know, like the finite thing. And I, people know that if they're traveling with Mark Begovich to anywhere, we have a packed schedule and a packed agenda and, you know, I'm going to keep you very, very busy and I'm going to keep you very, very active. Um, And that's what we do um, so that you can experience as much as you can in those days because, we learn through experiences and I'm just one guy talking to them in their classroom or in their theater, but there's something about, you know, doing a workshop in New York or seeing an important place, like going to the nine 11 Memorial or, you know, just hanging out at a stage door and talking to the performers um you know the last time we went to new york we were standing outside and the cast at the band's visit was so incredible to my students talking to them, i mean like it was a freezing night and they stayed out there talking to the kids i mean like legitimately having long conversations not just quick sign and go and it was and And just seeing their eyes light up talking to these people was amazing. When I travel overseas, you know, it's about putting on a production at the world's largest performing arts festival. You know, that fringe festival is incredible. It's so packed. It's so, um, you know, I, I don't want to use the term magical, but I, the better term is intense Mm -hmm. and that they actually are then a part of it. Plus I don't do anything without doing workshops or tours that are educational and focused. We'll always go to art museums too so that they can see great works of art, which they wouldn't be able to see. And this is the time that they can do it if we can work it out. And that's why I do it. Um, You know, if it's just me going to New York, I can do that. And I do do that. Or if it's me wanting to travel, I'm going to travel. I'm going to do those things. But you can, for them, they never would have that opportunity or option. And it's always good to do it with a friend. And so when they're doing it with their theater friends, they're all sharing again in their art. And I think that that's where sometimes we get down on ourselves, and especially as theater teachers, we also forget that we're artists, Mm -hmm. and we have to remind each other of that. So I want to remind everybody you're an artist, and your kids are artists, even though people won't call us that necessarily, I think that we have to call ourselves that and own that. And I try to explain that to the kids you know these students when they're there that you're part of that art
0: too what do you what do you see as the benefits of that like directly with your program and um, your classes and how does that impact what you do with your kids after those travels some
1: advice that
0: you know is given to me as a young theater teacher you know from
1: somebody at a university um they told me to tell my students that the best thing that they can do at their age is to see and read as much as they can. The more you see, the more you're able to borrow and steal for yourselves. Um, and that's something really important. You know, if we're doing something, we see things, then that pushes us to try something. Or maybe we notice something or some characterization aspect, and we will try something. And sometimes it means that we that's that benefit that I see either in my classes or um, or on stage when they see something and they go, Can I try that? I saw that in that show. And I'll be like, Let's go for it, try it. You know, what's the worst that we can say? No. You know, um, that it doesn't work, but if you're trying it, and that's great, and my my students who travel typically become much stronger in the program, and they're able to push each other a little bit further, and traveling is really hard, Um, and it's, this is one aspect that we don't talk about in terms of if we're going to travel with students. It also means that we have to commit to doing a whole bunch of things like fundraising to get to where we need to go, you know, weekly, you know, our fundraisers or special fundraisers and, you know, lots of that. That means that you have some satisfaction in earning. You've earned this, you've worked for this, you got there yourself in so many different ways. Because my kids aren't the type of students who can, everybody can just walk in and just write a check and we're going. No, that's the reason I'm organizing the trip so that they can have that experience collectively. But we have to commit to all those additional things to help them get there and experience. Because too often, and especially now in this age, we're in front of our screens even though it says well the world's open to us on a screen it's not the same as being in person it's not the same as seeing something and everybody who's listening to this knows that but i just i that's the benefit what do i see i see them coming back being stronger Mm -hmm. being more worldly not being so focused on their own town and knowing that they're part of something larger that's the great thing. Yeah. And to be honest, it's not so much for the benefit directly to you know, West Chicago Community High School. It's the benefit to themselves for later. They've now experienced things. Now, one of the... You'll laugh at this, but one of the things that I'll do when I travel with them, it's not just me leading and holding their hands all the way. Like, legitimately... The last time we went to New York was, okay, here we are. Here's our hotel. Let's walk. And I'm going to teach you how to buy a subway card. I'm going to teach you how to ride the subway. I'm going to teach you how to follow those things, those life skills that they wouldn't get in their suburban community. How do you do that? How do you, you know, and how do you hold on to it? Yeah, It's, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I just, I, I always loved seeing their eyes light up getting out of the cab the first or the the van or whatever that brought us from the airport the first time and like oh my god how huge new york is or yeah. you know like I, I i can't just run grab a mcdonald's or 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 whatever if we're in london and, and right it's you know it i just i love it and i love when they come back they the shows that we've seen are such high quality such Mm-hmm. Huge shows on stage. Yes, they want to get as close to that as possible with the work that we're doing. Exactly. And, and they push each other. They push me. They push, you know, their their peers. And and I just I I'm a firm believer in the power of the travel and and what it does.
1: I know several teachers who don't who don't mm. want that. They don't want that responsibility and things like that. I also you know, and this is this is not to dissuade anybody or this is definitely not looking down on anybody but i get it i get that i i understand it totally um i just my clientele wouldn't have that experience unless i arranged it for them yeah and so that's why i do it yeah yeah that's awesome
0: i would love to hear one or two of your very favorite stories from your career so far—maybe um, funny moments, horror stories, moments that kind of really impacted you as a person.
1: That's that's hard because every year we always have those funny things, and usually it's you know because somebody said something or did something that just was so incongruous that you're just cracking up cracking up cracking up um you know we've all had we've all had the funny horror stories and things like that like something goes wrong in a show um probably the one that i one of the ones that i bring up the most is had to do with one of the competition shows um you know um the competition showed that year was art. And and so, you know, you have to have um, in there, there's there's a work of art that has to be drawn on with this marker. So literally I was looking, I was backstage, you know, the show was going on and one of the actors is about to go on stage and I was looking at him and he was going crazy across the, across the stage. And he's just waving, weaving. And so I come around. He whispers, "He goes, I don't have the marker. And if you don't have that prop, the show doesn't work. <laughs> you know, we're not going to get it. And so I, I'm not the fastest man, but I was running as fast as I could back to the homeroom, like sprinting through this school at top-notch speed, and then running back and literally handing him almost in tossed form the the marker (laughs) so that he goes on stage with it. And so that's just the reminder of check your props like a gazillion times. And so ever since then, you know, I walk through that many times. Um, I also talk about being prepared with the students. Or you know the stew who went on one of these trips and didn't did not pack their underwear, you know. So like having to go and you know like late at night when they tell me, oh, I forgot to pack underwear. All right, we're going to a store to get you underwear. And then they realize that they left their wallet at their hotel, so I'm buying their <laughs> underwear so that they have underwear for the week. That was in that was during the first Allstate that we had um, that I did and they're in a hotel for a week to put on the final product and one of these kids didn't. And so packing lists matter, you know, you just learn. You're like, do the check off, do the check off, do the check off that way. Um, you yeah, know, it's usually the horror stories they can laugh at that way. Um, but more importantly, the, the amazing stories that I like to think about is kids who just Grow and blossom over the four years you're working with them, and you just see them. And I have a student who um, recently just graduated from college, and I remember when he came in, and he was he was a talented young young man. But during his, you know, obviously there are kids who are older who have more experience, but during his sophomore year, at the very beginning of his sophomore year, I just saw him just backstage. He had a really big part, but he just was watching and serving. And you just saw that growth process happening on his face, just watching the seniors, you know, go through that scene and mm-hmm. develop. And then, then it was just pure awesome awesomeness right then and there like that person then just started catching all these things and wound up being one of the most amazing performers I had for four years and when you see those moments I can't say that I had anything to do with it I it's it's the kid you know people after a show, we'll often, you know, just typically they'll congratulate you. They'll say good work, and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm the first to say, I'm not the one who's out there. It's them. And they're the ones who are growing. That's what i like to see. Those are the best stories. Um, you know, you, you, you asked me for some photos and I have a hard time finding photos of me actually working with kids like that because I don't like it's all about them, you know. I have, I have thousands of that kind of stuff, but that's what it's all about. So those are those really special stories, you know. And just sometimes you get that right mix that you're doing something with. Um, you know, another magic one was when I directed the Laramie project years ago. And we all knew that we were doing something that needed to be said and needed to be told. And when they understand the importance of the work, that was that first one that really hit me about these kids are getting it. And I've done many, many shows that are issue-based, are really important to be told, um, and that the art needs to be shared, and the art needs to sometimes make people uncomfortable. Um, those are the ones that I remember really well when they realize how important it is that they communicate this idea to their audience and that they grow in that talent. Yeah. Even when it is something that is controversial or difficult to deal with. Those are those are all my happy memories. Those are my most powerful memories. Thank you for having me on to talk about talk about it. Um, I don't, like I said, we often, and I definitely feel this way all the time. I don't think, you know, I'm anything special in any way, shape or form. I'm just a person who provides some opportunities for kids. And that opportunity is for them to make art. And hopefully we keep doing this in this world as it keeps changing. So I thank you for all you're doing. I I really do, because you're the one who's fostering that new generation of theater education people and fostering and making those things happen so that that heart can continue for years and years to come when I'm done. So
0: thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate hearing that. And as the person who gets those kids when they leave you, I can be I'm very happy to say that you are doing special work and you you are making significant impacts in their life and so i know having been where you are i i had that same mentality that i i just give them the opportunity they they create the magic they do this but we don't give ourselves enough credit when we're in that place so i'm happy to give you that credit because i i see the evidence of that when they get to me well, my last two questions for you. Um, the first one is: What is a resource that you are currently using or have used that is a must-have for theater teachers? Okay, so
1: here's a a, a must-have that I had a couple of years years ago. Um, okay, so here's a must-have: is the the moment work work book from the Tectonic Theater. Um, the tectonic theater just made me every time I see something of theirs or I do something of theirs, but they published this kind of moment work manual a couple of years ago and it just really made me think of things even, even deeper. And I couldn't, it's one of those that it's a, it's a textbook, it's a manual, but you couldn't stop reading it because it was so, engaging and opening your eyes and making things happen. So if you, if you haven't, if you haven't read that, then get it seriously, go get it. Um, You know, and, and if you can look up anything from Tectonic, their work is incredible. So
0: I, I use that book in my uh, theater for social change class. Yeah. So good. I can't, I can't recommend it enough. So, and if I am ever able to, I, I, want to go and and do their workshops with them sometime because they're f- phenomenal work
1: they i will tell you this that they're doing some special online ones for high school kids this fall and things oh like that's like awesome that. and so i'm 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 i we're not back in school because of building construction so for a couple more weeks but then we're going to look into something like that awesome
0: so. yeah well, my final question for you, sir, is what are your parting words of wisdom for new teachers entering the field or that veteran theater teacher that just needs an encouraging word right now? I think
1: especially this year is to just be honest about your your feelings and be vulnerable. Um, please share, okay? Even if you're the only person teaching theater at your school, find a way to share, Um you know that's one of the biggest things. I I'm working with people in my county. Um, like I started a I started a program where we would meet up just so that we could, you know, talk and share because we're usually the only you know person or two people in our building that do theater. You're not alone, and when you feel like you're alone, so that's that's the biggest thing. And just you know keep remembering your art you're an artist too.
0: Well, Mark Begovich, thank you so much um, for for talking with me today. I am so happy to know you and to get to work with you here in Illinois. And thank you for all that you do for those kids, not just in your school, but across the whole state. I appreciate it. Thank you. Be safe, everybody. And curtain. That's a wrap for this week's episode of Fed Talks Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, please find Fed Talks on your favorite podcast provider and subscribe to the show so it automatically shows up in your podcast app each week. Rate us by leaving some stars, review us by saying what you love about the show, and most importantly, share the podcast with those theater educators in your life. Find us on all your favorite social media. We're on Twitter at TheaterEdTalks, Fed Talks on Facebook, and Fed Talks Podcast on Instagram. Visit our website at www.fedtalks.com for all our past episodes and resource lists from the guests you've met on the show and email me directly by emailing fedtalkspodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your feedback, recommendations for guests on the show, or if you just want to be a guest yourself. Thank you, Joel Hamlin and Joshua Schusterman, for the use of your original music that we hear on the show. And thank you for listening and for all you do for your students. I'm Jimmy Chrisman. Join me next week for another great interview. Have a great week.